0: Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started.
1: Welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here with Ned McPherson at Endrock Growth and Analytics. How are you doing, Ned? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Endrock. Yeah, well, I, got my, I have a background in, in statistics. I
0: got really my start with helping direct-to-consumer brands get their analytics stacks in order. Um, I just came across so many D2C e-coms who were either not reading data or were uh, misreading what data they had, mainly because of lack of hygiene and how they were pulling their metrics. Um, you know, a lot of type 1, type 2 errors. Uh, mistaken correlation and causation, and really just o- almost making a mess of things. Oftentimes, the brands that weren't reading any analytics were doing better than those who were, just because mm-hmm. there was so much false data that they, uh, the ones who were attempting to, were reading off of. So, the the initiation of really the the agency was to help brands get their analytics in check. Um, but naturally, as I did that, we started to you know dig in and find some interesting patterns. You know, so we might look at a brand and see that. You know, female iOS users out of New York City were super over-indexed on their add to cart rate. So we, you know, bring that up to the client, and and pretty much every time they'd be like, "Hey, we didn't know that. How did you find that? What does it mean? What can we do?" So we found ourselves in these uh, kind of glorified ideation sessions, where we would be like, "Well, I guess you know, there's a uh, demographic attribute here to this type of consumer where they're less or more likely to do a certain thing. So therefore, we could potentially build this personalization or edit your product page this way, or maybe you could try this and." They always used to get really excited about the ideas, mainly because they were super empirically backed. There was a lot of empirical rationality. These weren't just, hey, I had an idea because I saw it on a site. It was very much based off of their unique uh, metric behavior. And so we came up with some of these ideas um kind of handed it over watched as their teams kind of did their best to execute on these this is before I, i scaled the agency um and then some of those turned out to be huge wins um and so naturally we saw the writing on the wall um i saw the shortcomings of that model which was leaning on the client's teams to execute and so i ended up you know, building out uh, my own team. So today we're 49 people strong across six uh, six offices around the world, um, serving right now 65 direct-to-consumer e-commerce clients and uh, a handful of consumer-facing mobile and web apps, and two government organizations as well. And so what we do is exactly that: a full-service consumer analytics and growth team. We are constantly running hypothesis-driven experimentation based on this unique method of digging into their metrics, analyzing data, and uh, finding really unique ways to scale their brand, be it average order value, conversion rates, repeat rate, what have you. So that's it in a not so short introduction.
1: No, that's fantastic. Thank you for the detail on that. So are you a software platform in addition to the services that you provide and the strategy that you provide, or are are you? is your team looking into Google Analytics and Search Console and all these other tools to be able to pull that data, or is it both?
0: Yeah, yeah. At, at, at base, we're, we're a service agency. Um, we, we actually uh, abandoned a software model originally and just focused on the the process that I just described there and using basically uh, just the cumulative intellect that we had on the team on how to analyze properly and come up with strong ideation. And then actually having done this, I mean, we've run, I think, 7,000 experiments now on e-commerce brands. So we've got a pretty robust library on what works and what does not work. So we might meet, you know, for instance, just today, I got introduced to a new fashion brand. I'm looking at it and in, in a matter of minutes, I'm already seeing huge areas for growth just because we've done it so many times on so many brands, for instance, in that, in that space. Um, but in the, in the last year, we actually have developed our, our own um, software out. It is a funnel monitoring solution. And so it's basically, if you take the shopping behavior report out of Google Analytics, and turn it up about 10 notches, that's what our tool does. So it gives real-time analysis on uh, intrafunnel and micro intrafunnel behavior. So somebody might look at their site today and say, hey, my conversion rate's dropping. What's going on? And then usually it takes a team like us to peel the onion back and figure that out. So it's like, okay, well, yes, the conversion rate down, but is it agnostic to device type? Is it agnostic to user type? Like, Where is it specifically? And we might say, oh, interesting. It's only mobile. Desktop's not down at all. You dig a little further, you find out that the product pages are fine. Homepage funnel rate looks fine, but the cart to checkout rate's way down. Okay. That's where it's coming from. So you go through this process of of digging in, and then you find out, oh, here's the issue. Mobile cart to checkout, we've got a CSS problem, and people can't click on the proceed to checkout button, right? So what the software does is it runs real-time calculations, intra-funnel and micro-intra-funnel throughout a site 24-7. And in theory, it will flag far sooner than a human will see it when there's an error, because it'll be tracking these metrics and then say, you know, mobile cart to checkout rate typically performs at a 36.5%. In the last hour, it's dropped down below 18%, sends an alert and says something's wrong, go check. So we use that internally to catch things that are, you know, and basically triage issues when and if that happens. And then also uh, look at overall trends. So it's like interesting, this brand's, you know, add to cart rate or cart to checkout or check out the transaction has been on a steady decline since the end of Q2. Something fundamentally is going on. And that, again, feeds us, information to give better ideation to the client and then produce better experiments and drive better results
1: so in that micro intro funnel kind of uh just zooming in on that for a second what kind of data set do you need in order to say this isn't just a an anomaly this is a trend this is a, a pattern
0: yeah great question and so obviously when you're getting into like the statistical significance on the and the confidence levels of the readout it very much is dependent on the brand um, some of our clients are doing 100 plus million a year on their websites, others are doing 1 million. So uh, obviously, the smaller the brand, the much harder it is this tool has to work, I should say, the much more careful you have to be that you're not reading false negatives when it comes to some of the alerts. So um, you have two variable there, two variables, you have time and you have sessions. So some brands have so many sessions that we don't need much time to go by to say, okay, historically, we've seen this metric converted X it's considerably below that we have basically different you know like standard deviations that we've built out to trigger an alert um and other brands it's really just a time thing because they just don't have much traffic frankly the tool really doesn't work that well for really really early stage brands it works much better for the larger and then the longer we have our script on that site a lightweight script to basically measure it the better it is because the more time the more sessions that go by the more likely we are to say, this is baseline. This is base case. This brand has an add to cart rate of 14.6%, right? Um, and so the way the tool effectively works is we look at, at, at multiple inputs of rolling average, rolling 96, rolling seven days, rolling many different averages. And then we run a, a Delta calculation on the last 30 minutes compared to those averages and then start to trigger alerts if it declines too much for too long. But you're right, sessions of the time are big variable inputs.
1: Very interesting. Yeah. And so I would imagine that also, I, obviously you're, you're focusing right now on e-commerce, but I could see high traffic websites also for, even from a usability standpoint, um, you know, is probably a good use case for you. Where, where do you see growth in the business?
0: Yeah, I mean, so so the tool itself isn't even a tool. I'm, I'm marketing. It's just for the internal agency that that I use to just be better, faster, and and again provide better ideation. Um, we've got some of the the biggest household name e-commerce brands in our portfolio, and. You know they're they're driving huge amounts of ad expenditure they're they're generating huge revenue they have massive money invested in them a lot of uh you know basically stakeholders on the capital stack who care very much about the day-to-day performance and if something goes wrong on that site i mean it could be thousands tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars lost very quickly so Uh, We got to be really on the ball to not only provide net new ideation, but also to help them identify from an analytics perspective when things may be going south. But you're absolutely right. Um, We're we're actually talking to a big media site out of uh, out of Europe right now. Um, They're generating, I don't know, probably uh, 50 to 100 million different, I, I think, page visits a year right now. So pretty, pretty substantial size. Um, And it's a similar concept where they're saying, what do we need to focus on? How do we get this larger? What are the metrics that matter? And one of those things I'd like to present with them, we're we're kind of in the uh, proposal stage right now, is this constant measurement too to be like when when things go down when links break when you know css issues take place or or what have you that is not only detrimental to the immediate user experience but also the long term branded experience because if people run into that too often they're just going to find your site's clunky and and not not return so um the use cases you're right are are really broad goes uh, you know goes in a lot of directions but uh ultimately we're still just focused on e-commerce for right now
1: great and um so people love to hear the origin stories of business and how you got to where you're, you are now tell me a little bit about the origin of the company
0: yeah sure yeah so i had uh, i started a couple different brands um and uh in just different spaces kind of had the entrepreneurial spirit young and uh the i didn't really have much of an ad budget these were totally bootstrapped so the way i grew was uh, basically qualitative data polling. So I would call all the customers and I would ask very specific questions and I would look for patterns and who they were, what their discretionary income levels were, what type of buying patterns they had, um, what unique selling propositions they seemed to resonate with, which some of ours, they didn't even remember, forgot entirely about. So it was like, okay, there's no channel, your message market fit with that one. There is with this one. And I kind of built this, uh, little structure together to run changes on our brand and it grew. Um, and the, and the main company I'd done that with grew to a couple million dollar business. Um, I for a lot of different reasons decided to uh share some of my learnings with different groups I was in, uh different like CEO networking groups type of thing. And I had I had one gal who ran a not-for-profit who said, Hey, could you do something like that for me? You know, could you help out? I said, Yeah, sure, would love to. And so we did. And it really worked, really worked. She she um she runs a non-for-profit for a uh, uh orchestra symphony, symphony orchestra, mm-hmm. and they had their largest sell out ever. I mean, they basically sold mo- more tickets to this one concert. it was like three months after I started helping them than ever. And, uh, we had a lot to do with that. She gave me probably more credit than I had to do it. I mean, we were definitely a key factor to it, but she was like, this guy changed everything. So before you knew it, I had people calling me and saying, Hey, we heard what you did for, for Jacqueline. Could you help us? Um, and then before I knew it, my little side thing was bigger than my main thing, if you will. And that's when I saw the writing on the wall and then started to get more aggressive. And that was, uh, about six years ago now. Yeah. Seven years
1: ago. That's great. I love stories like that. Um, how do you, how do you guys generate revenue? What's your business model?
0: Yeah. So, so right now it's very straightforward. Our clients, it's just a fee for service. Um, we, I'm a big believer. We just do month to month contracts with all of our, uh, all of our clients. I mean, you know, for better or worse, I tell our clients like we are only as good as our last month's ideation and the execution that took place. Not every test is going to be a win, but that's okay. Every test has learnings and it's not about the win or the loss. It's about the iteration from it usually. So, Clients see that we're very aggressive. Um, Sometimes we get more frantic and anxious about their metrics than they do. Um, So I'm happy with that model, and it's very client friendly, frankly. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's just a fee for service, very straightforward. Um, In in a number of brands, you know, to be quite candid, I I have a very uh, unique purview as to their metrics and where they're going. And so I've made the decision to invest in a number of them that I just I have high conviction in. So kind of a side uh, business there, but. Uh, yeah, it's very straightforward. It's just a fee for service, and frankly, we haven't looked at even monetizing our internal tool. It's more of just a value for the uh, the agency itself at this point.
1: That's great, and that was actually going to be my next question: was how, what makes you stand out from your competition? It sounds like uh, certainly some of the software that you provide in addition to the strategy, but tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, that and
0: the methodology. Really, I've j- I've just gotten this down honestly into a system that's been really you know big into systems that are uh, repeatable and duplicatable and. You know i've got 49 employees now and and you know a lot of in clients obviously way more than i can personally oversee and manage day to day and just watching my team execute on a very set strategy on how you analyze how you ideate how you present how you execute how you deliver how you iterate what to do when tests go wrong what to do when tests go right etc how you manage clients and all the different emotions and in benefits and challenges that come along with those relationships so um, it's really just been building a system out and to train and entrust people, um, with doing the right thing too. And I'm always there, always behind everybody kind of as an overshadow, you know, whether I'm quietly listening into calls or, uh, sitting next to them in one of the offices they present and, and helping them along. But, um, honestly, our system and our process, we have some really amazing, I know virtually everyone would probably say this, but we really have some amazing, uh, feedback and testimonials from a lot of our clients. And some of the things that they call out is the degree of responsiveness and proactiveness. None of this has anything to do with analytics. This is just being a good steward of the account. So I think beyond our our unique selling proposition, our general proposition, which is like we're super responsive, uh, very on the ball and very attentive to the metrics of the client and what it's doing has probably been one of our main growth drivers.
1: That's great. I love that. And, and we're, we share the same kind of ethos over here as well. So I can really appreciate that. Um, Tell me a little bit about who uh, who are your buyer personas? Who are the people at your companies that are buying from you? Yeah,
0: sure. I mean, kind of the bullseye is an e-commerce brand that's either digitally native or heavily digitally focused that's doing... You know, 2 to 20 million as an example, and knows, knows they have product market fit, knows their conversion rate could probably be double what it is, know their average order value has got room for 50%, knows that this concept of a viral coefficient they've heard of, but they're not really sure how to leverage, know that their repeat rate could be double what it is, and they're just hungry to grow. Um, that's like our bullseye. That being said, we do get a lot of brands that are, I shouldn't say a lot, but we do get brands for sure that are in the 20 to 100 million mark that we do well for too. Um, we're usually going after like basis point moves there, right? Less than like big, big conversion rate moves because they're already mm-hmm. so large. Um, and we, we actually do have one, uh, I got so many early stage companies that came to me and we, we created a division of the company called Growth Template. Uh, this is for very early stage brands that frankly don't have enough session count to really determine statistical significance on experiments. So it's like, okay, what would I do? Someone handed me the keys to a company that's doing hundred K a year right? Or 500K a year, or maybe they're just launching and having run 7,000 experiments and overseeing a number of exits and building brands, this is what I would do. Here's my template structure, right? Here's how you want to structure the anatomical nature of your homepage. Here's how you want to build your PDPs. Uh, here's how you want to build the card structure. Here's what upsells, downsell, cross-sells you want to build out. Um, and then, yeah, and basically growth template for those early stage clients of ours is just a step-by-step process, right? It's not running experiments. It's like, this is what we should do and here's why. And we just execute on it for clients.
1: Yeah, good foundational work. What do you guys charge for that? Uh, it's a lower rate. It's a lower rate.
0: It, it honestly depends on the brand. Um, some of them come to us and they're like, look, it's a husband, wife team. They're totally bootstrapped, you know, so we work out (laughs) to deal with them sometimes, but oftentimes it it usually comes in in like the four to five grand a month mark, you know, for something like that. So pretty reasonable considering they've got all design included, development included, strategy included, you know? Yep. Yeah.
1: That's great. What are some of your uh, channels of growth? Like where do you see opportunity and growth in the company?
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm proud to say we are 100% referral. Um, That's our only source of growth to date um, is client referrals Um, that we've never deployed any marketing strategies. We have no sales team. Um, It's all been warm introductions from existing clients, which again, I'm proud to say because it's a testament to the the work we've done uh, with our existing clients. So uh, we just got, we got in 5,000, which is cool now. So we're in the, I don't know, we're like 1,400 or something like that. The fastest growing. I I don't know what we are in terms of our space Probably much much higher than that, but again, it's a good testament that we have grown really fast, uh, much bigger company now. We are looking at some options to explore other channels of of growth ourselves, but we really have just honed in on that organic referral and it's it's been awesome. Our clients have treated us really well. We've treated them really well and it's uh, it's paid off for everybody.
1: way to go. Well, this is great, Ned. I appreciate it. Um, Ned McPherson from Endrock Growth and Analytics. Yeah, it's a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Appreciate the time. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed
0: like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.